Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. Hooday family, check out the Pro Shop, the platform store, where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that took you. Now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q. I'm in the building. Much love to the great Saint Think Tank. I appreciate you guys for chiming in on this installment. TSC Radio, we in the building. Who that to the black and gold nation, man? I know it's still sting in the crawl bit that the black and gold are not represented in the playoffs this year. But guess what? We'll be all right, fam. <laughs> I tell you what, it was fun watching the Cowboys get knocked out of that thing. I tell you what. <laughs> Much love to the fam. Thank you all for joining me for this installment of TSC Radio. We in the building talking all things black and gold. And please feel free to subscribe to TSC Pro Radio. Hit that subscribe button, fam. Hit the hell out that subscribe button and join the show, man. It's absolutely free as we build our platform. This is how we started off, man, years ago, and we still going strong. So much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being here. Feel free to share the show's links as we keep this thing going. So uh, in this episode, fam, we'll be talking. We'll be covering uh, several articles in this episode of TSC Radio. We'll be breaking it down. We'll go over a couple of them. Uh, Luke Johnson's one of his articles, Saints Get Healthy. Mike Thomas back for 2021. Prove they need more talent. We'll cover that. We'll cover New Orleans Saints in-house free agents should be first priority for this offseason. That was written by uh, Canal Street Chronicles, Mr. Ross Jackson. And then we'll also go over Brendan Boylan's contract uh, uh, article, his piece uh, from our good friends at the Saints News Network. Three takeaways from the 21 New Orleans Saints offense. So without further ado, please feel free to hit the like button. Please feel free to subscribe if you're not a subscriber as we keep it going. 
So we'll start off with Luke Johnson's article uh, saying, even if Saints get healthy, a healthy Mike Thomas back for 2021 prove they need more talent. So let's get right into it. Things went quickly south for the Saints receivers and tight ends in 21. The Saints depended on the healthy return of the superstar wideout. And that never happened. They banked on the second year tight end making a big leap. And that didn't happen either. What remained was a group of mostly unproven youngsters who were thrust into roles. They probably shouldn't have been and the results reflected that they were all, there were some encouraging moments, but if the Saints take anything away from a difficult 21 season is that they need to add juice to its core of pass catches. And this was the running theme, to be honest with you, from most of the uh, writers for this entire season was the fact that uh, that was pushed, that the Saints needed more pass catching. And I, I to a degree, I don't disagree with that. Uh, but like I was saying, Coach Payton wasn't upgrading that rum. He wasn't doing it because he had confidence in those guys. But remember what I, I said on a prior stream about taking everything in contrast. It's all about perspective, man. That's why some people have it, some don't. And uh, the reality is the reason why the Saints didn't necessarily go all in on the wide receiver room is because we had a talented wide receiver room the year prior. What happened? Free agency occurred. Uh, And what happened was the Saints could not afford to keep a lot of the talent that they had on the team. That was throughout the team. Like a lot of players just had to go. We got rid of Janoris Jenkins. We got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Guys that could really have helped the squad. We had to get rid of them because according to the cap situation, we couldn't afford them. So when you get under $100 million, you're going to miss out on some talent. And that's what happened. The Saints had to basically rely upon a very young wide receiver room. The Saints thought they would be able to get Michael Thomas back during the probably halfway into the season, more than a little bit halfway until they found out that they wasn't. But the Saints had several opportunities to address the wide receiver room. They tried the trade initially for Dale Beckham. The price was too high. Then they circled back after he was released by the Browns. He ultimately made the right choice it appears uh to go with the rams who are are in the playoffs saints or not but there was darius slayton interest there were other wide receivers as well the saints just felt felt like they just need to go with guys like kenny Stills, chris hogan and guys like that also the kevin whites of the world which um, that's a head scratcher as far as i'm concerned but that was the thought process And of course, here's a look at who is not under contract for the 2022 season and what transpired in 21 and a look at what the future position could hold. Now, the players that's under contract are Mike Thomas, Marquez Calloway, Kevin White, for whatever reason, Quine Baker, Aesop Winston, Adam Troutman, Nick Vanette, Ethan Wolf, and Dylan Soner. But uh, like I said, these are a few names here in the free agents. The Saints have Traquan Smith, Kenny Steele's Deontay Harty, who's restricted. Jawan Johnson, who's exclusive. And Garrett Griffin, who's also restrictive. What happened a couple of years ago? We talked about the wide receiver core going down. Mike Thomas having in- issues over the last couple of years where he could not impact the wide receiver room in a positive fashion in terms of getting out on the field and making catches for him. They're really counting on him to come back this year, but it just didn't happen. Without Thomas in the mix, the Saints generated little production from their receiver core. Default does not entirely lie with the receiver core. 
New Orleans conservative offense approach played a part in it, as did a rash of injuries to the quarterbacks and offensive line. Even with some allowable excuses, the Saints receivers were vastly outperformed by the NFL peers. The numbers prove this. Now, Callaway led all the Saints receivers and tight ends with 46 catches for almost 700 yards. He also had six touchdowns. It was a big step forward for Callaway, who was signed as an undrafted rookie in 2020. But those figures ranked tied for 84th and 51st and 25th across the NFL, respectively. Now, listen, Callaway was the closest thing the Saints had a number, to a number one receiver this year. Then the second one was Deontay Harris Harty who's known as Deontay Harty, changed his name. 36 catches, 570, who legally changed his name. Now, he missed three games. His numbers would have been a lot higher, but remember, he was suspended for three games because of what happened in uh, Baltimore. So he was suspended. So I think his numbers would have been out as he only had three, uh, 36 catches for 570 yards this year. Traquan Smith was just pretty much not a, a non-factor for the Saints for the entire season. I mean, he was in and out of the lineup, and it just he just bottomed out, actually bottomed out for the team this year and um, not even a thought. But beyond those three, the Saints cycled through several receivers. They had the uh, Jordan Humphrey, who closed the season strong, but still finished with only 13 catches. Veteran additions, Kenny Steele's Chris Hogan struggled mightily. Steele's caught six of 23 targets. Hogan retired midseason after four catches in five games. And then the tight end position picked up the produ- production uh, gap fizzled early on solid. After a solid rookie season, tight end Adam Troutman dealt with injury and inconsistency at a, what you would call a something more, a sophomore slump season. It happens as least as a pass catcher while Troutman was again, as pressive. He was okay as a blocker. He rarely impacted the game as a receiver. He played through a knee injury. He had a couple of games where he played. Okay. By the time New Orleans hit week six by Troutman had only six catches for 64 yards. Right. As he looked, uh, he was finally hitting his stride in the game and he sprained the MCL during a career best game against Philly. Troutman returned for the last three games to only catch two passes for 22 yards in the touchdown. Nick Vanette was one of those dudes that the Saints had didn't appear in any game until week 11. He had a few bright moments as a receiver, but they were fleeting in seven games. He caught nine passes for 133 yards in the score. Jawan Johnson changed positions uh, before the season and showed some promise as after the move. But then he disappeared uh, for whatever. He wasn't injured. He wasn't on the C-19 list. For whatever reason, he just disappeared. And that was a strange. I was like, where the hell is Jawan Johnson? We can have he was a healthy scratching games. Remember, Coach Payton's uh, saying he was telling him he's like, well, you know, uh, he's deactivated because we need a player for the special teams. What? So you couldn't pick one of the linebackers who wasn't playing the several linebackers you had activated for Jawan Johnson, who was actually impactful early on. But it was kind of weird. But ultimately, you've you seen what occurred with that situation as Jawan Johnson came back. He made an impact, but not a lot. So what's next? First St. Saints need Thomas to regain the form he displayed the last two years prior to that ankle injury, but prior to the last couple of years. New Orleans still owes Thomas a hefty portion of the $96.3 million deal he signed before 2019. It makes no sense for the team to release him as we count almost $23 million against the cap. And I kept telling people that money don't make sense to do that. For the same reason, it makes little sense to trade him. Thomas' value as a tradable asset has cratered the last two seasons. And why? It's cratered because he's hurt. You can't get nothing for a hurt player. So with the Saints trying 
are tying so much of their financial resources to Thomas. They need him to be right. And the next step is bolstering the core with some moves of dynamic talent in case he's not. And I expect he is to be now the injury that he's coming back for. That's a tough injury. But the reality is, you know, the Saints are ultimately going to get this man back where he belongs. I mean, uh, that's just my, my thinking on it. I think eventually Mike Thomas comes back. He helps. So, that's 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 my opinion. I think he does come back and I think he will shake off the injury and he will be healthy. But more than likely, the Saints definitely need to add more talent in the wide receiver room. So the draft appears to be the best place to do that right now. New Orleans has shown his willingness to invest in top picks and receivers. Thomas was a second rounder and there has not, never been a better time to be a young receiver in the NFL. The rookie receiving record has been smashed in consecutive years. Coincidentally, by Louisiana natives Justin Jefferson in 2020, Jamal Chase this year, five rookies top 900 receiving yards in 21. After five recorded at least 850 in 2020, some of the most pro-ready prospects in recent years have been receivers, and that trend does not appear to be slowing. So the Saints clearly missed the top-end receiver of Thomas Caliber, but they still have a lot of talent. Callaway and Hardy both proved they belong, and remember, what a lot of people don't talk about when you talk about these young receivers is the fact that a guy like Deontay Harty and a guy like uh, of Marquez Callaway, these men had they gained a tremendous amount of reps last year, which will only uh, invest in their development as players into the future. And I think those bulky snaps that they received this year because of injury and because Coach Payton went with a a lesser and inexperienced wide receiver core will pay dividends into the future. And then he invested a lot of reps in them this past season and watch how Callaway looks this upcoming year. Watch how Harris or excuse me, Hardy, Deontay Hardy looks this upcoming year. LaJordan Humphrey and guys of that ilk watch with all these reps that they received, the confidence, the fact that they could play the game will help the wide receivers over the long haul. But According to Over the Cap, a second round receiving uh, second round qualifying offer is projected to cost nearly four million this offseason, while a right of refusal of a qualifying offer would cost roughly two point four million. Either way, Hardy is about to receive a substantial raise from the eight hundred and fifty G's he had last season. Right. So Traquan Smith, he said to be a free agent and the Saints could conceivably bring him back. Don't I, I, that's what he's saying. I disagree with that. Even though the Saints do make some, I mean, you got freaking Kevin White on the team. Why would I not think that the Saints would ultimately take a guy like uh, uh, Smith and bring him back for peanuts? I hope not. I hope they really kind of focus their eye. We gave this guy plenty of years. We gave Smith time to get it right. He just injury and ineffective play. It's just it just wasn't a good look. I think it's time to move past. It's time to move on. And find somebody else with a little bit with more explosiveness, more playmaking ability, a receiver that can complement Mike Thomas in terms of his speed component. You know, somebody that Jameis can throw that ball down to. So how did how would this happen? And now, New Orleans should not be counting on him to be a major factor in offense if they decide to resign him. Hopefully they don't. As a whole, Troutman's 21 season was disappointment, but it's too far and too early to give up on him. The 2023rd round pick could come back looking more like the rookie version of himself when given a chance to get healthy and play with the same quarterback for a full season. So we look at it as a sophomore slump. 
because Troutman went from being a third string tight end uh, sitting behind guys like uh, Jared Cook and um, guys like Josh Hill. And then Troutman was there. So not too much was heaped on him because those guys, those veterans absorbed a lot of that. And then ultimately, when he came back this upcoming year, he was the man. So that was a leap. He didn't handle it well. You know, it didn't look good. And what hurt him a lot was the drop passes. That was something that really killed him. Uh, but he did improve later on in the season. Then injuries came and then it was just a whole ball of craziness. But what actually needs to happen here is that the Saints definitely need them best in the wide receiver room. Will they take a wide receiver with the first round draft pick? I would have to say no to that because of the fact that Coach Payton, and we've ca- we talked about this in the prior stream, that how Coach Payton loves over the last several seasons, Coach Payton has taken uh, a good amount of offensive linemen over skill set players like a wide receiver like he found most of his more talented players, not in the first round, but second round, third round, guys like... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, uh, Mike Thomas in the second round, Elvin Kamara in the third round, so on and so forth. But every year is a little different. But you can't discount the fact that the Saints definitely need a little oomph in the wide receiver room. No disrespect to Callaway or Hardy or none of these other guys. But there is obviously a person that you would want to bring in that can have that explosive edge. Now, last year we were mock drafting this thing out. We were looking at guys like Terrence Marshall Jr. That never materialized, you know, because, uh, the, according to them, the Carolina Panthers wanted them so bad that they jumped in front of the Saints to get them. And it didn't materialize, but then the Saints didn't take any wide receivers until the last pick of the draft when they went Quan Alexander. I mean, excuse me, uh, Quan Baker uh, with the pick. So, I mean, and then they didn't use Quan Baker, by the way. <laughs> they deactivated him a couple of times, but he never got a ball thrown to him. So, I mean, the Saints definitely need to do that, but I'm disagreeing with people uh, saying that the Saints take a quarterback or a wide receiver with the pick because, to me, I think Coach Payton, it, it'll be, I ain't going to call it foolhardy, but I think people, 
don't understand like what Coach Payton's doing. He's he's a guy that prefers to have veterans, the guy to, to, to lead his team. Like you have a guy like Jameis Winston who has NFL experience prior to him coming here, if you won't call it that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> but he came here and he had that experience, which means he's, he was in the battles. He had the familiarity of running on offense and plus his college tape. And prior to that, he's a natural born quarterback. So the Saints brought him in. He had really good success in his first year. But remember, three years into the, the scheme, it's a familiarity. Jameis is well liked here. His dream was to be a Saints quarterback. So I anticipate that continues. I I expect that uh, Jameis Winston will resign with the black and gold. I've said what I believe the contract would end up being. Also believe that uh, there is a linkage between Jameis and the Saints that I don't think they're done yet. I think there is a word on the street, unfinished business uh, situation that needs to occur that Jameis is uh, is he's, he wants to be here. And I think him and the Saints will work out the necessary financials to make that happen. But the Mike Thomas situation is big because you have Jameis there. Mike's been rehabbing. So Mike is hungry and ready to go. But still in all, the Saints definitely need to address two things. Offensively speaking, they need to address the offensive line issues because the line showed um, it really showed cracks in the armors last year. Prior to the year prior to that, they played with a confidence that would that and a, and a mentality that made them one of the league's best units last year. Not the case. You've seen it in the Green Bay Packer game. And then after that, cracks in the armor, all kind of ways, even when they were healthy in the times when they were healthy and they were playing together, it was something missing there. You know, and I don't know, it's because Teron Armstead was in his final year of his contract and they were leaking information saying Teron Armstead wasn't going to be a quarterback that they brought back. This was something they talked about. So it's not a big uh, surprise that the Saints were going to let Teron test the free agency. Uh, you know, they're 60 million underneath. And Landon, John, Landon Young is a guy that a lot the Saints picked up as a potential guy to replace him. Also, we know replacing Teron Armstead is hard to do. That's why Ryan Ramchek was given a big dough. Cause they're not paying Ryan Ramchick to be a high paid right tackle Armstead's uh, free agency period means that, that they'll shift Ryan Ramchick to his college position, left the blind side tackle position. I've said this countless times. And then of course, I don't think they've done with Andrews Pete yet. Although this could be the year if Andrews does not step up and step in to his role that you can see uh, something happen there, but no, most certainly the saints, or uh, they have options with Andrews Pete, whether they want to keep him at the guard position or shift them to the, t- the right tackle position. Remember, Andrews came in as a tackle out of college as a tackle. Do they then shift him to the right side tackle position? There are options. Coach Payton can look at another option is what what is up with Ruiz? What do we do with the Ruiz situation? Does he remain a guard or do he shifts back inside the center? So the questions abound. And then, of course, we talk about the right tackle position, whether it's Andrews, Pete or Landon Young or a draft pick. What happens here? So there is some flux there. There's some uh, changing of the guard, some pieces there. the Saints have to or some questions. That at least the Saints have to answer about the offensive unit. Does uh, Coach Payton's a stubborn guy. So I anticipate he will keep Ruiz at the guard position, even though I think that's a bad idea. I think Ruiz needs to move to center. Why? Because that's his natural position. He is not a very good guard. 
So, I mean, we'll see how it all shakes, but they are still areas on the offensive line the Saints need to fix. And I think depth is another issue. We need better offensive backup offensive linemen outside of Hurst who played well. I think when we got rid of Cam Tom, Cam Tom was a guy that I liked a lot. The Saints didn't bring him back. Will Clapp, not really excited about Will Clapp. I didn't like how he played this this past year. So the Saints need to create some more competition there and the backup offensive lineman slots. So that's part of it. And I agree with people about the wide receiver position, the quarterback position. I don't know about that. I really don't because I think Jameis Winston is the quarterback for the Saints. Taysom will eventually get healthy. And then, of course, they spent the draft capital to an Ian book. So I don't see the logic in saying reaching for the get these quarterback, get this quarterback. Uh, no, Coach Payton is comfortable with the veteran. I think Jameis Winston gives him the best chance of winning. So, KQ, what about these other guys? What about the rest of these other guys? QQ, how about the David Carr? If he is available, do the Saints go after David Carr? Well, we have to get from up under the money first. The, the, we got to get our cap situation straight. And, uh, I, I can expect the Saints to go and at least listen or hear what, what they're asking for some of these talents or some of these guys. But I do think uh, uh, it wouldn't hurt to see what they're talking about, even though you're not in that position financially to do it. I think it's best to just solve the issue, the quarterback issue with Jameis with a two year deal with the second year being a team option for Jameis and then uh, and go about building the offense, getting the offensive line situated getting another some competition at the tight end position for Troutman and Vanette. I'm not so long Vanette uh, just yet getting another veteran that can come in here and, and with a little competition with him. Also, you know, seeing about adding some more talent to the wide receiver room wouldn't hurt at all. Just offensively speaking. So anyway, let's keep it mobile. Let's go into the next article right here. And this is coming from a uh, canal streets chronicles, Ross Jackson. He's a pretty smart brother who's breaking it down. He says Saints in house free agent should be first priority priority this offseason. Saints focus this offseason should be in adding to what they had in 21. No replacing it. So he said the Saints have a similar approach to the offseason each of the last few years. First priority is retaining their in-house free agents, filling any holes left over in free agency, which then allows the team to select best player available in the NFL draft. And the Saints really don't do that. They don't <laughs> they take who they feel like they need. And case in point, uh, Peyton Turner last year, was he the best player available? Of course not. They had other players that were significantly better than uh, Peyton Turner, who could have went a little later. Um, Cesar Ruiz is another example of that. There were guards out there. There was two guards that were available that was better than Cesar Ruiz. And truth be told, Cesar Ruiz wasn't the best center available in the draft. The Saints thought so, but it was actually others that were considered higher in a draft or, or more talented to it than a Cesar Ruiz. But anyway, let's get into the article. All right. Safety Marcus Williams in uh, Ross's opinion, Williams is the top priority this off season outside of wide receiver, which the saints won't be able to address as early as Williams's contract situation. The former Utah Ute was franchise tagged last year, but the saints and his team were not able to reach a long-term deal before the tag deadline. With Williams having a successful 21 season, the saints likely won't be able to carry over the same offer. They prepared last off season, but at least they have a foundation in the starting place. Williams added two more interceptions to his re- his resume re- interceptions total now 15 for his career. He also has five pass broken up and forced a 54.2 passer rating when targeted, which is second lowest allowed of his career so far. So he also did so without committing a single penalty all season long. 
Then there will also be a couple of plays that naysayers will point out about Williams, but down in down in and down out, he's been one of the best safeties in the NFL. He led the position to 21 among safeties playing more than 300 coverage snaps with 38% forced incompletion rate and a 39.3 snaps per target, showing that he forces quarterbacks to look the other way when he is in coverage. Now, Williams is a key piece in Dennis Allen's defense. It would garner too much attention on the open market. So whether it's another franchise tag, which required the Saints committing over 12 million uh, in 22, a long term deal, New Orleans should look to do whatever it takes to keep him in the big easy. So brother Ross wants to pay him 12 million a year. The issue is he wants north of 12 million word on the street. He wants to be one of the highest paid safeties or a top three in the game, which places him north of $13 million. So yeah, that's what he was pushing last year to get. That's why the saints say, no, I don't think you're a 12 or 13, $14 million safety. What we're going to do is we're going to tag you at this 10.9 or whatever it was, 10.6. And we're going to see what you do this upcoming season. And he did progress underneath the tutelage, but so did a lot of defensive backs and Chris Richard. When Chris Richard came in here, I knew it would be an uptick in the talent level because he's a better motivator than than Aaron Glenn is, no disrespect. And this, they needed a breath of fresh air. They had Glenn for several seasons, having a guy uh, with experience who has a better resume than Aaron Glenn coming in as the architect of the Legion of Boom does garner a lot of uh, positive feelings and vibes from defensive backs who uh, Coach Richard also uh, elevated the mindsets of uh, the Saints secondary when he came in and told him, listen, I want to build a Legion of Boom defense secondary. That was really telling. And he has so many defensive backs that stepped up and played really well. He had guys like Ken Crawley looking good. P.J. Williams had his best season in a long time. Uh, look what he did with Los- uh, Marshawn Ladder, Daddy Lattimore. He had a very solid season. Paulson, the Debo, did his thing and so on and so forth. So Marcus Williams did benefit from Coach Rashard's instruction. You've seen it in his play. He has gotten better. But uh, like I told you, when you scan a room and you talk to who that's, it's a mixed bag on Marcus Williams. It's the craziest thing. That's not even the case with Jameis Winston. A lot of people, it's more of the ratio goes toward Jameis than against Jameis. But when Marcus Williams is almost, it almost splits the room and what people feel about should Marcus Williams get 13, should he get 14, 15 million dollars a year? If you cut him free and let him go, somebody is going to pay Marcus Williams that money. My thing is, is I like Marcus Williams, especially under Coach Richard, because his his play is getting cleaner than what it was. The issue I had with Marcus Williams, if you study the film about Marcus Williams, is that at key moments of time, he just disintegrates. He's gotten better over time, like he had the, 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 the rookie year, what he did. He was having a fantastic rookie year, by the way, un, until that happened. But certain fundamental breakdowns, and we we talked about this about Marcus Williams to the point where Marcus Williams came out several seasons ago and said, I got to do better with my tackling. Remember that? We covered that, and we were the one talking about that, saying this kid got to work on his tackling. He had to come out and say it because the tape don't lie. It's not about opinionation. It's about looking at the tape, what the tape is showing you and not about to get attached to these guys emotionally. The tape is showing you this, not that. But he has shown improvement. But you're going to see a split room with paying Marcus Williams $14, $15 million a year to do that. But my thing is, I think we should pay Marcus Williams. And I, I, I think it should be in a range of 12 to $13 million. I would do that. I would give Marcus a $48 million contract, I would, for four years. 
I'll give him 48 million for four years. And then I'll give him incentives within that, that if he leads the team in interceptions or if he has, he he's a top, if he leads them in uh, tackles or all this kind of stuff, I'll put incentives in the language of the contract where he'd be able to reach up there. You make a pro bowl, you get this amount, this, that, this, this type of stuff, 48 million. That would be what I would reach out to. And for Marcus Williams, of course, you draw a signing bonus in there. But, you know, let's see what the Saints do about that, because, you know, you're not just looking at Marcus Williams this year. You're also looking at guys like Chauncey Gordon Johnson, who you're going to ultimately have to pay. And Chauncey is very valuable to the Saints defense and what they do at the nickel position. He can also play the safety position if you need to. And, of course, we have free agents like P.J. Williams, who should get a little traction because he had a pretty solid year. Somebody might reach out to him, give him a deal. But I'm thinking that P.J. might be back as well. So I'm a I'm forgive Marcus. I'm forgiving Marcus the contract. I just say like 48 million, maybe the most I probably go is like 50 somewhere along in there. But, man, I, I you know, outside of that, mm, we'll just we'll, we'll see. Like I said, it's, it's weird. It's a split run, but I like Marcus Williams, his development. Next on the list, Jameis Winston. Winston's a trickier scenario than Williams. Winston, Winston is recovering seemingly well from an ACL tear he suffered in week eight against his former team, the Bucks. While he works his way back from that injury, the Saints are likely to continue to explore other options at the position. Uh, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Here we go with Flip Wilson commentary. Could end up on the move, but now only speculation shrouds that situation. He's not going anywhere. He changed his verbiage on the point that he wants to win with Seattle, and he flip-flops. That's why I call him Flip Wilson. He flip flops a lot. And so leave him alone. It's no it's no need to talk about a flip flopping ass quarterback who one moment says he doesn't want to be there. And the next moment he does. I don't have time for that. And besides, the only way you can get Russell Wilson is via trade from the Seahawks, who are not stupid enough to trade uh, Seattle. Uh, it's not stupid enough to trade Russell Wilson to the New Orleans Saints. It won't happen. That won't happen. And plus, he would have to force his way out. And he's too busy telling him that he wants to win a Super Bowl there. So it's just the hell with Russell Wilson. Seriously, fam. Enough of this. The Saints will, of course, be a part of the conversation. Every team in need of quarterback will be. New Orleans also is like to explore available options as they become apparent. The 49ers look to be ready to move forward with young quarterback Trey Lance. and may look to trade a less appealing option in Jimmy Garoppolo. Number one, Jimmy Garoppolo is not an upgrade over Jameis Winston. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, had experience with Bill Belichick's system. He's an injury-prone quarterback in point that looks good, uh, you know, in, in moments, but you can't count on Garoppolo to carry your team forward. He's paper mache. I mean, he's just a guy that just doesn't have the best luck in the world, and I, I don't want no injury-prone-ass Jimmy Garoppolo down here, fam. Come on, man. The Raiders have moved on to uh, from their GM and interviewed a new coaching candidates and could easily potentially look to move Derek Carr. That's been the subject of conversation for the last several seasons. Does Carr go? Does he stay? Does Carr go? Does he stay? Now, Carr is interested. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
like, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To me, because he's a quarterback at this stage of his career that would fit what a coach Peyton does. He's He can move really well with his legs. He's a lot more accurate than Taysom Hill. He has a very big arm, and he's a lot more accurate throwing the ball downfield. I mean, he's accurate, more accurate than Taysom Hill, <laughs> period. But he's an intriguing option. I don't, I don't know what the money is and how that will look, but I'm not sure what the Raiders will do with the new coach. They have to figure out who the GM is going to be and a new coach, and they might want to build around Carr. I don't know. That, 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 that Carr is an interesting one. I have to give him that. The Saints will leave no stone on term when it comes to the most important position on the field, but regardless of other attractive options, they may be available in the market focusing on Winston. Maybe the easiest and least costly option, depending on how his recovery continues to progress and will he be available to participate throughout the offseason. Number one, Jameis Winston is looking good and he will be back, just like Taysom will be. So I don't anticipate uh, him being out. And then, of course, we'll have Jameis Winston. We'll have Mike Thomas healthy. And that's the pairing that people were salivating over when Jameis Winston signed was ultimately when Mike Thomas get healthy and you have Jameis Winston, you had a a component next to Mike Thomas, whether that be in free agency, more than likely it'll be in a draft uh, that we had a wide receiver that can complement Michael Thomas. uh, And we keep this thing going. Also, putting that offensive line together, like I said before. But Winston didn't lead a particularly productive offense in terms of yards, but limited receiving options, but he did outplay expectations. 14 touchdowns to three interceptions. This could have flip-flopped and changed had he stayed healthy. I anticipate he would have had a career year. 14 touchdowns to three interceptions. Now, you know that if it was flipped, that they would be roasting Jameis Winston. He threw three, he threw 14 interceptions and three touchdowns. They'll be tearing him up just like they was doing in uh, in several years ago when he had the 20 interception year. But they would foolishly mention or forget to mention his touchdowns. They would purposely build the case against the man. You know, so 14 touchdowns to three interceptions. That's not a ratio you can overlook and say, yeah, well, such such. such. No, that's a hell of a really good ratio for what he was doing. No, he wasn't tearing it up with the yards. But I think a lot of that would have been coming down the line. But it did show that he was learning as opposed to it being, uh, you know, uh, 10 touchdowns with eight interceptions. You get what I'm saying? It's a difference. Previous expectations that the Saints would have uh, competition this offseason, Winston, particularly the Steelers, would expect the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger. This could be, this could be, uh, this is a possibility for that. But word on the streets, Jameis wants to be a Saint. There is no opposition to Jameis Winston getting the starting job back. I mean, seriously. I mean, the least, the path of least resistance. I mean, you fought, you've been here for the last couple of years. This will be three years once he resigns his contract to come back here. The path of least resistance to be an NFL quarterback in the place you always wanted to play quarterback. And you're going to go to Pittsburgh. You're going to go over here. You're going to go over there. No, you're not. The only way that happens is if there's a fallout with the Saints and they don't want Jameis down here and they decide to go somewhere else. But from what I'm hearing, these two want to come together. Jameis is going to he's willing. He, he after the injury, Jameis is not going to cost you a lot of money. And he wants to be here. And according to what I'm hearing from the Saints, the Saints want him here. So, I mean, I don't I, I'm of course you're going to go around and listen to what other people or quarterbacks are saying. But from a reality standpoint, 
Jameis is the guy for what you're doing. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Flip Wilson. It's not none of these guys because these guys are still under contracts to the teams and they're not going to trade these guys to you. They're not going to make you a pro bowl, a Super Bowl team by giving you a all pro quarterback and Flip Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to happen unless they bat shit crazy, which they are not. And of course, the final player that he mentions is Teron Armstead. Speaking of important positions on the field, some would say that quarterback's blindside protector might be more important than the QB spot itself. Armstead's contract is set to void at the end of the 21 year uh, in March. And that gives the Saints time to consider the situation around the three time pro bowler. Armstead battled injuries to the extent we haven't seen since 2016. He appeared in only eight games. Through his NFL's first 18 season, he's been consistently one of the best tackles in NFL when healthy. But are but are his injuries concerns enough to make him less desirable this offseason? That's the question. The question, the answer is my brother is yes. There is no uh, there's no mystery about this one. They, they, the Saints, this leaked prior to in the offseason. We knew and I was saying this before I said when Drew, Drew Brees retires, Tyrone Armstead is going to follow him right up out of here. Not that he'll retire, but it'll be time for him to leave. I mean, you can't justify paying Armstead big money and you're not getting any games out of him. I mean, he's constantly hurt. And then last year, uh, the, the, the intensity that you thought you would get with Taron Armstead, it wasn't there. The passion offensive line. He's the leader of the offensive line. He's the leader. He's the he's been there longer than these other guys. And he's the one that usually gets them together. He's intelligent and he's a firebrand that kind of keeps them together and motivates them, tells them what to do, keeps things together. He's the smartest, one of the smartest offensive linemen they had. But the issue is he's never there. He's he's not healthy. So you're going to pay all this money to a guy that won't be there for you. We already did that. We did that with Ryan Ramchek. Difference is Ramchek is a lot younger offensive alignment. So you expect to get more out of Ram. That's why the Saints paid him the big dough. Saints not looking to lock up another overpaid offensive tackle. That's in that's on the plus side of 30 who hasn't been able to play a full season. in I don't know how long, you know, so it's not going to get any easier. And plus, like I've said, the story was leaked about the Saints dealing with Tyrone Armstead through the entire year. So, I mean, we knew eventually when the season was over with that Tyrone Armstead would would be out of here. The only way Tyrone Armstead stays if he takes a deal that is conducive to the Saints and not him to stay here, that's justified. And that's the only way this happens. Why would he do that when he can make double the money or even depending on what team wants him, triple of that, whatever the Saints going to offer him with another squad, you know, so I don't anticipate him doing that. He, the man going to go and get paid. You know, he would have to play at a rate uh, that is below his value, his market value. And I know people will be willing to throw money at Teron Armstead if he's healthy to go somewhere else. So I would, I'm not for this move unless it, unless it comes at a price that is, uh, that is, very beneficial to the team. So we'll see, but it depends on what the Saints need to do around all season salary cap situations. More conceivable to New Orleans get rid of their more than 60 million overage, though others uh, will blow it up as another possible task. However, the Saints add more spending to their wallets this offseason by extending Armstead. If he leaves, New Orleans Saints will carry around 13 million dead cap. The Saints didn't care about the 13, the dead cap money last year when they got from up under a lot of stuff. They were carrying Drew's money they knew that was going to happen you know and they eventually we knew that's why the uh, accumulation of draft assets was so 
pivotal to the Saints because they knew they would be dealing with cap dead cap issues into the next couple of years. So, but it's all in the motion to move the team into the future would, uh, would, uh, and build guys up to, uh, to be very sturdy offensive linemen. You got Ram there. You got other guys you're going to bring in to kind of groom for this job. That's why they accumulated the assets because that's the wave of how you do it. Even when the money comes, just not this year, but the year after that, when the money finally comes and they're back where they're supposed to be, they're not going to be doing this irresponsible cap management nonsense they've been doing over the last several years. It's just too goddamn whimsical in this type of world we're dealing with with C-19 with things shutting down all around. You can't no longer just throw caution to the wind like we did in the Super Bowl year and accumulate over $100 million in cap. That's not feasible anymore. That's not intelligent to do that anymore. So I expect a lot more responsible movement from the Saints operating in this new type of climate. So the Saints could extend Armstead with a backloaded contract that includes voided years to hell uh, hell spread that cap out as opposed to take it all in 2022. I, I mean, it's just, I think at some times you just got to say, you know what, it's time to move on. And I don't think they'll do, you know, you know, they could offer him a contract, but like I said, it's time to look at moving the team into the future. A lot of these guys, they paid, they came in here, they got compensated for what they did. And it's time to kind of move this team in there. You've seen him, Coach Payton's bringing in guys like Landon Young. He's not just bringing those guys in to be backups. Eventually, he wants those guys to become valuable starters at, at a fraction of what you would pay a Teron Armstead. But if this this is not even a conversation if Teron Armstead was healthy and was playing a lot more ball games, then you would conceive of keeping him if the price was adequate. You see what I'm saying? But outside of that, I, I just don't see this and they've been saying that for a long time. Teron Armstead, remember Teron Armstead was a guy the Saints picked up. What was he? A third round pick out of Tech uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff? They took Teron Armstead and turned him into an all pro. They did that to Teron Armstead. The thing that he was, he was just one of the fastest offensive linemen at the combine and the Saints took a raw offensive alignment and developed them into one of the game's best. We got that. We got that glow, baby. And the same way we did that for a guy like Teron Armstead, the beat won't stop with T the, you move forward. You have, you'll find other players that we can groom. And I think that's more feasible moving forward because we need to kind of get over that cap, get that cap where we need to be. And then we need to be real scientific in our emotions, how we move this thing forward. And I think, Spending on Teron Armstead in his advanced age, and uh, I think somebody going to offer him more money, I think probably will be uh, somebody that, you know, and like I said, the Saints were leaking that they, they was going to move beyond Teron Armstead. We know this. We knew this uh, beyond that. Now, outside of it, he also talks to guys like P.J. Williams and Trey Quine Smith, Quine Alexander. Quine Alexander is another guy that I think the, the Saints should – keep Quan Alexander. It won't cost him a lot to go after him, him or PJ Williams. I think Deontay Harty should be a guy the Saints will bring back and Traquan Smith shouldn't be. So, I mean, but then again, the Saints got Kevin freaking white on the team and Traquan Smith, in my opinion, is better than Kevin white. So why the hell not? You know? All right, let's move on, man. Let's get to the next one. The final one. And this one's coming from Brendan Boylan of the, uh, of our friends at Saints news network, three takeaways from the 21 new Orleans Saints offense. Saints have consistently ranked among the best in the league offensively under coach Payton. However, in 21 may end up serving as an outlier for 
Peyton's resume. The Saints have a revolving door of linemen, quarterbacks, and wide receivers. The recipe resulted in one of the league's worst-rated offenses of the season. But still in all, um, you know, that's something we have to improve, the depth of it too as well, because this is a part of the game. Not just injuries now, but C-19s a part of the, the picture. And it just showed us that we need to have more, a better talent in terms of the backup offensive lineman that we were selecting. So um, that has something to do with familiarity. When you bring guys here, they know what you are, have an idea of what they were doing and uh, you just do the best you can do. You know what I'm saying? To make, to try to make sure uh, these guys are on the same page and that's part of your assistant coaches of what they're doing. So we have some of the best offensive offensive or defensive and special teams assistants in the business. And we might lose a few of them depending on how things ship with these other coach openings, but we'll see. Okay, with some bright spots from New Orleans throughout the year, Jameis Winston injury looked like a real deal behind the stellar offensive line. Kamara played at a Pro Bowl level yet again. So how does how do we access the season for the Saints offense? Was it a success? Far from it. But Sean Payton uh, and company learned some valuable lessons and proved this team is still up for success when healthy. When you look at the prior, when you're doing the comps and you put guys next to uh, when you do what coach Payton did against several seasons prior, of course, it's going to look like a, a, a dumpster fire. Of course that, I mean, but you know, but a lot of what they were gambling on was the fact that you had Michael Thomas that was supposed to come back uh, somewhere in the middle of the season that didn't happen. So when that didn't happen, uh, the team just say, okay, we're going to go with the young wide receiver room. We're going to add a few veterans in there. Kenny Stills, Chris Hogan, and, you know, Kevin White, and we're going to kind of move this thing and operate with these guys. And that was what Coach Payton did for the entire season. The problem was you've seen a lot of uh, learning uh, problems, a lot of issues, drop passes. People didn't know what they had. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, that you would get from young wide receivers. But the takeaways from the Saints offense during the 2021-22 season is as follows. Failing to address the wide receiver position proved to be the wrong decision. I head into the 21 NFL offseason. The Saints faced a mountain of negative cap space. And though they were able to erase the hundred million figure to get under the cap, it came at a price. The price included the team's leading receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. He had to go veteran wide out with signed with the Bills and left New Orleans with a significant hole at the wide receiver two position. The black and go ultimately opted to stick with guys already on the roster. Calloway Smith Harris to fill that need, including Thomas, who was rehabbing. Unfortunately, the Saints Thomas rehab resulted in the shutdown season. Traquine missed multiple weeks with preseason injury. Vaunting Callaway and Harris, not hard to now Harty in the starting roles. A big ask for two undrafted guys. Overall pairing put together a modest season considering their expected role to the one they played. I expect both to be big parts of the Saints offense for years to come. Now, as we keep going. And they said that, you know. Throughout the season, the Saints receivers could not create separation, which Hardy did do that. When he was on the field, he was the fastest guy. He did get away from guys. Drop passes that have impacted them all. Could never find a steady dose of consistency to help manufacture points. Coach Payton consistently told the media he liked the guys they have in the locker room. And though he may have liked them, they did not produce what the Saints needed. A steady veteran may not have solved all the problems for the receiving core this year, but it would have given them a nice boost. The Saints had opportunities. But like I said, Coach Payton, you know this about your coach. He's a very stubborn man. 
and he liked the wide receiver. And I was telling people that before Coach Payton said that, made that statement, that was obvious. Why are you not kept people kept asking me, Q, why is he not doing this? That I said he really likes these wide receivers. He does. And when he likes these wide receivers, he's not going to bring in any real threat to undermine what they're doing. And that's exactly what he did. He still allowed them to learn. Now, we might not appreciate everything that happened this year as a result of him doing that, because you're not going to see them come up until this upcoming season, because all of those hot uh, reps, playing time, game time reps went into helping guys like Callaway Hardy, who's Deani Hardy now. Uh, develop into ter- terrific wide receivers. So that's what it takes to develop. And we know they'll have a, a step up in production, not man, maybe talent. This And they'll produce more because, you know, Marquez led the team uh, this year. And that was a positive. But you will get a healthy Mike Thomas back. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you still have to uh, give him another guy on that opposite side to help him do some stuff. The injuries to the O-line hurt more than at the quarterback position. That's right. Everybody took the spin on it. Multiple Pro Bowl selections crossed the line. The Saints had one of the best O-lines. And, of course, last year, this year, not so much. And they had a lot of guys going down. NFL record this season starting 58 different players. This offensive line was one unit that never seemed to be fully healthy or even consistently in any cohesion. The Saints suffered blow after blow throughout the regular season to the star-studded unit. The list include injuries to Pro Bowl selection Andrews Pete, Ryan Ramchek, Teron Armstead. The constant shuffling of men fighting in the trenches created problems for the Saints in multiple phases. In addition, sprinkle in multiple quarterbacks during the season on top. You have a perfect storm of offense. The O-line struggles were highlighted in the games against Dallas, Tampa Bay, Miami, but as hitting as well as possible in a handful of other outings, whether it was Elvin Kamara, or Taysom Hill or one of the multiple members of the black and gold that lined up in the backfield of season time pace where they were hard to come by, thus resulting in the short stretches of offensive success and the only opening, only one opening drive touchdown during the year. The coach Payton told Fox before heading to week 18 that losing his starting tackles were the most complex injury to overcome during the year. It became evident when Ramchek returned how correct Peyton was about the O-line. Just having one of the two made a world of difference, and one can only wonder how the script would have changed if both were healthy. So, yes, that was a big problem as well, and well documented that you had a shuffling of offensive line with 58 different players starting uh, in the mixture for the Saints' offensive line. That is absolutely insane. 
Quarterback remains a big question mark. For the first time since the 99 regular season, the Saints started four different quarterbacks, Jameis, Simeon, Hill, and Ian Book combined to give the Saints a winning record this season, despite only Hill and Winston producing winning efforts. Albeit in very different ways, the Saints often struggle for the majority of the year for reasons listed above and more. Now, Winston's ACL injury and Taysom Hill's hybrid contract, the Saints will enter 2022 with just as many questions as they did in 21. Currently only Hill and book a quarterbacks under contract for next year. If you do not include Blake Bortles future contract before the injury, Jameis propelled the Saints to a five and two record, including wins against the Packers and Patriots putting the Saints in the middle of the NFC site, uh, NFC South title chase and NFC playoff spot. Now entering for agency wins to find himself in a difficult point in his career. Well, we'll su- we'll soon see how much coach Payton and Mickey Loomis believe he could be the franchise starting quarterback long-term time will tell the Saints starting quarterback in 22 is on the current roster. If the Saints make a spa- splash play for agency on the draft, no one thought replacing drew would be easy, but certainly no one was prepared for what the 21 NFL season bought. The Saints. So, and I've heard other people uh, that said that they don't think that Jameis Winston is the answer at the quarterback position. You've seen his record at five and two. You've seen the fourteen touchdowns, three interceptions. A lot of that I won't see as Jameis hate, but a lot of people didn't like Jameis prior to him getting here, and they still holding on to him like Tampa Bay Jameis. And that was me at one point prior to him and I didn't want him here because I didn't like what kind of player he was, but the man showed that he changed. He got married. He did certain things that were positive and beneficial to the growth of him as a player and a person. And when you see that, you got to say the man changed. You can't be sitting up there trying to hold a man to what he was when he was with Tampa Bay. You know, that man ain't the same dude. So, I mean, he wasn't perfect. And, you know, Jameis, and we kept saying when Jameis was playing, speed it up, Jameis, but that comes with live game reps. You can't tell me that Jameis Winston prior to the Tampa Bay injury is the same one you have gotten in week 18. If he had not received said injury, he was on his way to probably the best season of his career before all this bullshit happened with this foul Tampa Bay skunk near move when they pulled him down from behind and tore his legs up. So, I mean, like I said, there's footage and I've played it on the show. You see Jameis rehabbing and walking pretty good and going through his strong motions. Ain't no doubt about it. Jameis has unfinished business with the black and gold. He's not going nowhere. Jameis has unfinished business with the black. Let me say it again, because they got people out here talking about the quarter starting quarterback is not on this. this the 22 starter is not on the Saints roster right now. I mean, it's just, you know. It's just crazy. It's foolishness. Jameis Winston is not going to go to no goddamn Chicago Bears. Jameis Winston is not going to go to any other team. He's going to come back to New Orleans because he's going to play for a contract that it, that's befitting of him being here. He wants the job, and it's the path to least resistance. He will always want to be New Orleans quarterback. There is no obstacle stopping him, no, no obstacle stopping him in season the starting quarterback position. The Saints are not going to take a quarterback with the first round draft pick. And they got Jameis Winston. That's not how Coach Payton rocked. That's never been Coach Payton's way of doing it. And the older you get, the more he's going to rely on his veteran players. He's going to rely on guys, especially at the quarterback position, like Jameis Winston. And he's going to mix the little Taysom in there and this kind of old stuff. But I don't see him doing uh, young quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. He'll have the guy like Ian Book right there. He likes him, but that's a price check over time. We knew coming into this thing 
that it, it won't be easy for young quarterbacks to grasp the system. That's why he goes with experienced veteran quarterbacks because the curb is shorter. The learning curve is shorter. So I anticipate Jameis Winston to come back because we still have unfinished business to do. You protect Jameis, you situate the offensive line, you add some skilled players around him, and let's run this thing back. You know, if Jameis is starting now, you know the Saints make the playoffs. Jameis is, you know, I mean, you make the playoffs with him prior without an injury, and he's not really an injury-prone guy. Some of these other guys they're throwing at us are always hurt or spend the majority of their time hurt. So it's just more of the same with Jameis Winston, man. All right, much love to the fam, man. Appreciate you. Kev, is it? What's up, fam? Big ups to you, Jim, Kev, and the rest of the fam. I see you, uh, Brother Tory. Uh, as well, be kind is in the building. The rest of the great Saint Tank Tank family members appreciate y'all joining me on TSC as well. Uh, Jim Kev says Mel Kuyper's going at your head. Q. He said we getting Kenny Pickett for real, bro. I mean, listen, Coach Payton. Y'all know Coach Payton is not afraid taking that wide receiver that uh, that that pick and picking an offensive lineman. Look what he did. Cesar Ruiz one year, Payton Turner one year. You know, and I and I anticipate Coach Payton, if you look at the offensive line, if he sees an offensive lineman there, he's like, he's going to take one. Is there a position open? Yeah. Teron Armstead leaves, goes, he opens up a, a position. Cesar Ruiz, I see Solon Cesar Ruiz. We'll see. You know, it's still uh, it's still fluid right now. I I'm really don't like, I'm not liking the Cesar Ruiz pick right now. I'm not. And then, of course, Andrews Pete situation ain't going to cut him or what have you. Or trade them, but you know, you know, we'll we'll see how it all ships. So the Saints' offensive line is not as stable as it was the year prior. They they have to be able to kind of add some peace. We know Landon Young is dead, coming off a broken foot. He has to get right, but at the same time, I just don't see a quarterback there. I don't think the Saints that'd be a wasted play because that guy ain't gonna be ready to play uh, for you right away, and it basically puts you all the way down in the developmental mode. The guy going to figure it. I just don't see that. Uh, Jameis Winston is God. The only way it doesn't work that way is if Jameis Winston says he don't want to be down here anymore. And, and that's just not what's going on right now. Word on the street, Jameis is rehabbing to come back as a Saints starter. And, of course, Coach Payton and the Saints want Jameis as their starter. I mean, they're, it's just what it is. Like I said, path of least resistance. There is nobody stopping Jameis from taking the starting job for the New Orleans Saints. Not Taysom Hill, not Ian Book, not Blake Bottles. None of these guys are. And if there is somebody, they, and, and Saints just can't go out willy-nilly and say, okay, we're going to go and compete or pay for a free agency quarterbacks. I mean, they don't have the money for that. So it makes sense for you to just chill out, get Jameis on that $7, 8000000 million deal for two years, second year as an option, and then work with him again with, with a healthy Mike Thomas, add some skill set players, retool well, add a piece here that for your offensive line, do what you need to do defensive-wise. And we'll deal with the fallout of who leaves from our administrative staff. If there is our assistant coaches or coordinators, that's a part of the matrix. If we got to replace our general manager, if somebody hires Jeff Ireland away, that's a portion of the game. You know, we'll have to adjust to. But in the end of the day, man, we just have to keep rolling this thing. That's just what I'm looking at. All right. Kev says we drafted the QB to sit in the bench and never play. Well, I mean, you're going to get an opportunity and book a develop eventually, man, but it's not going to be something where he's forcing the action unless something happens like it happened last year with the C-19. And you probably would see that, you know, he would have had a definitely had a better outing than what happened when that terrible offensive line just disintegrated and he was just destroyed. 
that was the worst uh, possible way that a rookie quarterback can get a start. When your offensive line is not blocking, you can't do anything. You, the play can't develop properly. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just hell on wheels. And that's what he experienced in the game. He just got to keep his head up. So, yeah. So he's, uh, Kevin said, how New England go to the playoffs with a rookie QB? Uh, come on, bro. That's the, you, you comparing Ian book and, uh, and whatever, what's the man name from up there, man? I mean, that's the guy coach Peyton wanted, but guess what? Remember what Peyton was trying to reach at him and he didn't do that. I mean, it's levels to this thing, man. Obviously, uh, I forgot the quarterback name from New England, but obviously this man and Ian Booker on two different levels. And Peyton was looking at him, but the Saints really didn't do what they needed to do to go get him. That's why I keep saying the same thing. You think that's you think that's by chance that they just keep just missing on these guys? No, this is they intend on and they don't have any intention of going to get these guys. If they really wanted them, they would go and get them. It's a price to pay for either one of these guys. And the Saints could pay the price just like Bill Belichick and them or anybody else. If they really wanted the quarterback, they can go up and get them. But every year you systematically missing out on quarterbacks, you just 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 so happen you're missing. No, that's the mentality of the team. They're not, they, it's the same thing with my homeboys. If the if Coach Payton wanted my homeboys, he could have moved ahead of them people and went up there and got them. There's a price for everybody. Now you ask yourself why the Saints refuse to pay the price to go and get these quarterbacks, and you thinking eventually they're gonna change their focus and say, "Nah, we tired of paying, uh, losing out on these quarterbacks. We're gonna get one." No, that's not that's not. And the history is showing you that. Yeah, he liked Mac Jones. He liked Mac Jones, but did he do enough to go and get Jones? Did he? No. So we hear, oh, Mike, Mac Jones is a good quarterback and all this kind of stuff. And Bill Belichick worked with him. Bill Belichick made him see the game a certain way. He crafted him. He took him and he developed him into something. But you looking at it like Bill Belichick taking these guys and he operated with Bledsoe. Then he took an unproven commodity in Tom Brady and took brady and turned him into something he did the same thing with mac jones you ask me does coach payton has that says greatest coach payton's resume is and greatest bill belichick's resume is you're talking about two coaches who have similar skill sets but different skill sets at the same time you tell me one time when coach payton ever took a rookie quarterback and dra- and took him and turned him into an all-pro guy drew Brees was a guy that was already doing his thing. He wasn't no rookie. And Coach Payton's resume, he don't have that. He don't have taking a young quarterback, a rookie, and turning him into an NFL starting quarterback. As good as Payton has done on offense, he's never done that. So people are you mixing these guys' skill sets. That's not what Coach Payton does. Not saying he can't do it, but that's not his focus. He get he works with veterans with experience, and he takes those guys and build them into something. Just because Pell, just because Bill Belichick did it with Mac Jones, don't say that Coach Payton can't do it with Mac Jones. If we wanted Mac Jones, we would have went and got him. You think we missing out on these quarterbacks because we just got bad luck? No, we don't want to play the price because that's not the philosophy of Coach Payton. He likes working with veterans, man. That's what's going on. Don't equate Coach Payton's development of young quarterbacks with with Belichick's. Because Belichick, it appears he's better than him in that field. 
if he could take a Mac Jones and turn him into that. So this is a moot point on it because he's not going to go and get a Mac Jones. We've, we've talked about this before. It's not the same. Anyway, that'll do it for the show. Much love to the fam. I'm going to holler at y'all later. Y'all keep y'all heads up, and I'll see y'all on the Thursday stream. Who that to you? Peace. Go to the sauce store LLC.com for all your beard needs. Your beard guy. Or if you're a lady that has a guy that has a beard. Well, guess what? Now you can get his beard on point at www.thesaucestorellc.com. Balms, oils, wood picks, all the essentials needed. Well, optimal beard grooming. They have it at www.thesaucestorellc.com. They got it all. Go to www.thesaucestorellc.com for all your beard needs right now. Tell them Big Q sent you. HomeBistro.com. Freshly prepared, home-delivered, restaurant-quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50-plus gourmet meal options cooked by world-class chefs and delivered frozen, ready to eat within minutes and no commitment. Welcome to the one-shop gourmet food delivery specialized affordable options to eat right and feel great. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Every ingredient is hand-picked to the highest standard. And why you should buy from Home HomeBistro.com, restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door. Overnight shopping is available. Diabetic, paleo, heart health, and vegetarian options to eat during business since 1999. Courteous, knowledgeable, and professional support. Complete PCI-compliant SSL security ordering and great meals. Choose from some of my favorite dishes. The Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce. The charbroiled chicken romesco. Or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables. No matter what you choose, you can't lose with homebistro.com. Eat great, feel good, and save some money with homebistro.com. Hit the link in the description section below for more information. The Who That Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, the Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in Orleans. Follow the sports club on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.